All right, a couple of you. How about Kansas City? How many of you don't care? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a California boy originally, so I have to root for San Francisco. Hey, Amen. I like both teams. Hey, at least we're not uptight and, you know, I loved it when the Patriots made the Super Bowl, but I hated watching the game. You know what I'm saying? Just the intensity and the blood pressure problems and everything else that comes your way. Pastor Judy, I thought I was going to have to preach. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm trying to get to see. I think she's for the Kansas City. You for Kansas City, Chiefs? You say you don't really care. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, this is Super Church Sunday. I'm on God's side. You're on God's side. Does he take sides? I'll tell you why I like Kansas. You want to know why I like Kansas City? And I don't know all the history about San Francisco and everything, but the guy that owns the Kansas City Stadium is a really awesome man of God. (laughs) And every year when they have when the year when they have the send out there and big events, he donates his stadium for big events. And so I don't know. I just said I like Kansas City. Whoops. (laughs) See if I can open this. Well, good morning. Hallelujah. Did we show the video yet? All right. Well, let's just go ahead and show that. Amen. 2023 was an amazing year for the Legacy Foundation. Our Legacy members are kingdom-minded believers, and as a result of their generosity, we are seeing the kingdom of God grow. In 2023, we saw an influx of people coming to Living Word, hungry for more of God's Word and His Spirit. Many saying they had found us online through media and through our live stream, which our staff and volunteers made a huge investment in over the year. Some notable events and moments that happened in 2023 are moments like our marriage weekend, night of worship, Easter services, our spirit-filled home weekend with Scott and Holly Anderson, the backpack giveaway, trunk or treat, faith and fire conference with Mark and Trina Hankins, thankful at Springgate Community Center, which resulted in numerous salvations, our Christmas outreach show, which marked a significant milestone with the largest attendance in our 10 years of hosting this event. Our first fourth year Bible school graduation happened in 2023. Our worship team released their first original song, It's a Miracle, which highlights the incredible work we've seen God do so far here at Living Word and His people. In 2023, we supported ministries with national and global reach throughout the year. Mark Hankins Ministries, who is called to train up and equip pastors and leaders around the world with the message of faith, through the printed word and Bible schools. Samaritan's Purse, who specializes in meeting critical needs for victims of conflict, disaster, famine, and epidemics throughout the world. Words for Winners, pastors Tom and Maureen Anderson preach the gospel nationally and internationally and assist in building up the local church. Faith and Pistons, a local ministry whose mission is to mentor teenage boys by teaching them about auto repair skills 
while teaching them about Jesus through Bible studies. We have also sold into multiple ministries that are currently building as a seed for our own building. In 2024, we will continue to lay the foundation for a new church campus. We have actively been looking for a minimum of 10 acres of land. On this land, we will build three buildings. The main building will house the church sanctuary, cafe, and public gathering spaces. The second will house our children and youth center. Our third building will include our Bible college and a K-12 Christian school and administrative offices. We will own the land and we will own the buildings. We are building a legacy for our future generations. We are looking for greater opportunities for ministry in 2024, a year of more and more. You can impact the future through the Legacy Foundation. You guys made all of this possible. Amen? I want you to give yourselves a big hand. And I don't know about you, but I'm excited about our future. Are you excited? See, you're making something mighty happen through God. Amen? Oh, God's doing it through you, and together we make a difference. Amen? We're making a difference in our world. We're making the only difference that really counts. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? Let's pray right now. Father, in Jesus' name, we, I just love you, and I thank you for your word, and I thank you for what you're doing. And I just thank you, Father, that we see this vision fulfilled in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, you, you know, I don't know how you cannot get excited. Some of you, you know, got excited over the Christian school or the college or, the, or, 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 or our land. Actually, recently, we've had, um, we, we, we've, we talked to a real estate because there's some land that has been available uh, at, U, at Union Point, but it's got a lot of water and and it's got it's got some it's got some obstacles okay and uh and then uh, we can't really talk to anybody until march 1st not because of us but because of the other side but anyhow um we're looking at that and and a funny thing about it is is we talked to this 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 person and and they said um they said uh we we said is there land anywhere he said and this is what he said. He said, there's nothing out there. And I think JoJo's told us that. There's, there's, real, there's really nothing out there. But you know what those words said to me? It didn't provoke fear. It didn't provoke sad. It was like, oh, no, there's something out there. You just haven't found it yet. <laughs> God's got it hidden for us. And if that's our place in, in Union Point, then that's our, that's our place. And, you know, I was going to start somewhere, but I want to I start somewhere else. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Talk about the, the, um, the importance of a building. I wrote it down here somewhere. Let me tell you what, what a building does. Let me tell you when you own something in a city, what it does. A building says to its city and to its community, we're here to stay. If you own property and you build a building, you're saying to the devil, we're not going anywhere, and this building is going to outlast me. You see, see, we can leave this building, and it might turn into something else. But when you own it, when you build that legacy, it's going to, it's going to outlast me. It's going to outlast you. We're building for generations to come. It's a statement to the community. It's, it's a house. It's God's house. 
It's a place of safety and peace and healing and hope and restoration and miracles. Amen? It's for those who are not there yet. It's for those who are not here yet. And we want to bring in as many people as we possibly can, don't we? To me and to you, it should be more, far more than a building. When Jesus said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I believe in the church. Do you believe in the church this morning? I believe this is God's vehicle. It's, it's his idea. And it's his idea to, to, to penetrate humanity. I think of where we are today and where we will be in the future. And we have a great future. Amen? Hallelujah. Living Word is not built on the gifts and talents of a few, but it's built on the faith we talked about this last week and the sacrifice of many. Amen? And, and, and I'll I tell you, it's a labor of love. It's a labor, and it's the, it's the labor of love that counts more than anything else. Isaiah, I want to read the scripture in Isaiah chapter 54. Verse two, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead and read the message, guys. If you put the message uh, translation up, it says, "Clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're gonna need lots of elbow room for your growing family. How many of you know a growing family?" You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. When I was reading that scripture, not just recently, but I was thinking, uh, you know what? We could have been embarrassed when we first got back here. When, when, when you're having church and you're having, uh, you know, just like three or four people that aren't saved, they don't know what to do in church. And you, you would just assume everybody knows what to do in church. But, but they don't all know what to, to do at church. Amen? But honestly, God said, don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. You'll forget all about the humiliations of your youth, and the indignities of being widowed will fade in a memory. We're building a legacy that outlasts us, every single one of us. And, and I want to say, maybe you're here for the very first time. We're in a series called Legacy. And we're building, we're going forward, and we're building something that will last when we're gone, something that will still bring souls into the kingdom of God, something that will that bring uh, children up in, 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 in a Christian school, something that will uh, train people to be disciples and to preach the word of God. Amen? So this, this, this is our series, and uh, I just... You know, if you're here this morning, I believe the Holy Spirit brought you in to hear this. Amen? I believe you're a part of what we're doing. Let me talk about legacy and what it is for a few minutes, okay? Legacy. Legacy is what people remember once you're gone. The only thing that matters are things that last forever, and they show up in eternity. Listen, legacy doesn't just, it, it, it's not what just the people on this earth remember once you're gone, but it's also what heaven remembers. It's also what God remembers. Someday, everyone is going to say something about our lives. Listen, the odds aren't great. One out of one, everybody dies. Everybody has an appointment. We're going to leave this earth sometime. But everyone is going to say something about our lives, whether good or bad. We're all leaving some kind of legacy. People are going to talk about us, what we did with our lives. 
And we just, we, we want to do something. I don't know about you, but I want to do something that honors God. How about you? Something that our kids and our grandkids can be proud of and do something that really matters. Not just legacy in building a church, but legacy in your home. What are your children going to say after you're gone? What are your grandchildren going to say after you're gone? Uh, you know, have your children ever seen you on, the on your face before God? I were, you know, I, I, I love hearing stories of, of generations of people. And, and I remember Ed's mom uh, always talking about, you know, they had a lot of pre preachers and, and, and different, they grew up Christians and always talking about her mom, uh, uh, you know, always finding her in prayer. Amen. And, and, and just their aunts and uncles. And, you know, what are your kids going to say? What is the one thing that they're going to remember? What do you want them to remember about you? Amen? And honestly, we're building a legacy here corporately as a church for the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. And maybe, you're, maybe, maybe your kids aren't in church yet, but as you're building this legacy, I can guarantee, you know, there, there's a generational blessing on legacy. Have you ever, ever noticed a lot of preachers that, that I mean, we're, I'm first generation. I mean, my mom got saved after me, but I'm basically, we were first generation believers. But when you look at some of the men and the women of God that are out there that are preaching, you know, some, you know, like um, uh, Mark Hankins, for instance, or, or you know, some, some of the great men of God, they have generational blessings. And I believe as we set that course, it'll end up in our children and our children's children and our children's children's children. What about you? Amen? You're, when, you're, when you're setting something, when you're building a legacy, you're building a legacy that counts. Let's look at Psalm 78.4. David said this. He said, we will not hide from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. It's great when, when, when I, see, I see our buildings, I, and, and I'm, and I'm going to read to you what, what we see, but it's like when we see the, the vision fulfilled that our generations can come afterwards and they can know the sacrifice that you made and, 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 and just say you go to be with the Lord at 120 years old, they'll say that you're a part of what God has done in New England. You, you know, and New England's a funny place, you know? This is where the country started. And there were some powerful preachers in New England. There were some powerful things that happened back here. And, you know, but, but now the world looks at New England like it's just, you know, what's, what's happening. You know, they, they think if you have a, a, you know, a church of, you know, 500, well, well, that's okay, you know, compared to some of these churches out there. But it doesn't matter. Numbers don't matter. We're going to reach people from corner to corner of New England. Amen. From street to street. We're, we're believing for a mighty move of God. We're praying. We're expecting. I believe that embers of fire are working in the hearts of people all over New England. And they're getting hungry for God. God is moving and touching people. Our prayers are working. And so when they come in, we want to be ready for them, don't we? Amen. Hallelujah. And they are coming in. We've seen more people saved this year, give their life to God, bring their families back in the church. And so, and, and, so this scripture is important. Amen? Let's look at Psalm 145, verse 4. It says, One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. 
Isn't that, that's what we're supposed to do. It's, it doesn't stop with us. But I think, you know, for years, you know, we get saved and, and our lives are changed. And what are we doing for God now? But we, we, but we stop there and we don't think about the future. How selfish can that be of us? Amen? One day people are going to talk about you. And these are some of the things that they might say about you that are here at Living Word. I learned about God in children's church. I got saved in children's church. I was touched by youth ministry. I was touched by the love of God when I walked into that church. We had somebody visit, I think it was last week, and they said they, wa- they came in and, and, and uh, they, said, they said the minute the music started, they started to weep. I was touched by the love of God when I walked into that church. That's what we want people to say. I was changed. I went from oppression to being a difference maker. You know, I, it, 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 see, when God changes your life, he makes you a difference maker. Amen? He changes your course. Why do we do it? Because the righteous will be remembered by the people of God. I don't know about you, but, but, but the best is yet to come. Amen? I believe that the best is yet to come. Legacy people have an eternal mindset. They, 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 they see something beyond themselves. They see, they see uh, beyond the problem. They have an eternal mindset. They're thinking about how many souls can I get into heaven? How many souls can I rescue? What can I do for the kingdom of God that will last for eternity? It's an eternal, it's a very unselfish mindset. Amen? And I, I, I'm telling you, you know, we've been, did, did we get that um, more and more of 24? Did we get that on a, on, a, um, on a slide? Did we type that out yet? Yes? No? Well, what we know that there's going to be more and more in 2024. There's going to be more souls, more finances, amen, more miracles, there's going, we're believing for that. We stand, we stand on the edge of more. We're trusting God for more. Ephesians 3.20, God had given us that scripture a few years ago. Exceed, he's, doing, he's doing exceedingly, abundantly, beyond what we can ask or think. What are you thinking about? Are you thinking about revival? Are you thinking about, I think about this, 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 even, even, even this building I think about it filled corner to corner. We talk about what's going to happen. How many, you know, how many services can we go to? This this Easter, we're going to go to Saturday night. I believe this Easter is going to launch us into something that we have never seen before. It's going to launch us into the greatest revival. It's going to bring people not just to church for one Sunday. It's going to bring them back. It's going to bring their families back. It's going to change lives. These are the things that we're declaring and decreeing in prayer. Amen? This Easter will be like no other Easter, not just because of the presentation, but because of the prayer behind it and the preparation behind it and the faith that we have out there. Amen? Your families that have been fighting, they're not going to be able to fight much longer. They're not going to be able to resist much longer. Amen? The Apostle Paul kept resisting and kept resisting until he fell off his horse. Amen? And if we have to have a few kids fall off their horse, that's okay with me. It's time to expect greater. It's time to dig deeper and go further. We're going to live larger and expect greater this year. 
And we cannot just, okay, that's a cool confession. Do you either believe it or you receive it? You either believe it or you don't. Amen? It's time to ramp up our expectation built on the will of God. Amen? He said if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And it is his will that not one perish, that not one. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how deep set they are in religion. I don't care what, what you know, how impossible it looks like. You know what? All things are possible for them that believe. Amen? This is what we see. I see a church with a Christian school, a Bible college, a daycare center, preschool, a youth center that is reaching the world. I see it with many souls being saved. I see a church that is constantly, I wrote these things down. I see a church that is constantly innovative, a church that leads the communication of a timeless message through media, film, technology, a church with a message being to people around the globe through their television screens, bringing Jesus into homes, prisons, mansions, a world-class college. Amen? How about 24 hours a day around, the New, around New England and the world, a church that carries a revival spirit through the years never-ending? A revival spirit. A never-ending revival. I mean, I'm, 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 there's so many things I'm praying. We're, we're pressing into God. We're not just, okay, God, this is cool. We, you know, we have a church, you know. No, no, no. We, we got a whole world. We cannot be limited. We cannot, we cannot have, uh, you know how horses wear those things where they just can't see the blinders? We cannot have those on. Amen? People's eyes are opening spiritually, becoming born again. People, I'm telling you, you, those family members, they're going to learn their authority in Christ. They're going to learn the word of God. They're 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 not just going to be on fire because they got saved, but they're going to be on fire with the word. Amen? There is a spirit of revival. You know, a lot of you, maybe you've been watching uh, our YouTube channel and and our, our Facebook, but our media has turned this church around. The word is getting out, amen? The word is, the word, uh, we have spent thousands of dollars and we're going to be spending thousands more, but honestly, you know, I, I always think about this and I've said it so many times, when I first got saved, the first night I got saved, the first thing that went through my head was, oh my gosh, this should be on NBC, CBS, and ABC. Those were the only channels I knew back then, I guess. There was no, none of the other it was like the world has got to know. And we're going to get that word out. And how many people around New England are looking for a church? People come in and they say, I, I, I'm looking for a church. I'm looking for a church that preaches the word. I'm looking for the presence of God. And how many people are looking for something, where they, a, a place where they can worship God? Well, we're, we're, we're going to just soak New England with the world, with the word of God, with our media, and the rest of the world. Amen? But we start in New England. We start in Judea and Samaria and then the uttermost parts of the world, like the Book of Access. I look forward to the day we have a college campus where we can have morning classes as well as evening classes. Amen? We're just beginning in our college, and thank God. And, and you go, oh, Pastor Judy, that's cool. We can have Christian school. We can have college. We can do all this. It's, we're not doing that just for that. Are you kidding me? From the day 
We, when we were in Fresno, California, before we ever made it back here, it was in our heart to have a Christian school. We had one in a basement. Remember that, Linda? In a basement in a church in Abington. And we had parents bringing their kids because they didn't care if it was in a basement. They wanted their kids to, to be in a Christian school, in a Christian environment. From, that, from the day, we, we've always had it in our heart. We had, uh, we had Bible school off and on. Call, we, had, we started out with a, a Bible correspondence, and then we had a, a school every Saturday. And we had, it was always there. This is nothing new. But God's just increasing, and he's going to make it better because God has this plan to make disciples. God has this plan to build strong families and have our kids in Christian school. God has that plan. Amen? We're building that legacy. Not only will it be here while we're here, but it'll be here after we're gone. Let's read Psalm 112. And then I'm going to talk to you about a couple of people in the Bible that left a legacy. Psalm 112. It says, praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants, say his descendants. We need to be declaring that every day. My descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Now, those of us that have been under the word of faith for a while, I know with my kids, and I know Pastor Mike and Laurie, and some, some of you other, our, our kids are so blessed. Even, even, even the ones that are little brats. Even the ones that maybe aren't on course yet serving God. They're just so blessed. They don't think anything's wrong with being prosperous. They don't think anything's wrong with having money. They're successful. They're blessed. It's a generational blessing. Amen? And here it says, a generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in your house, and his righteousness endures forever. Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. Verse 5, a good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he shall never be shaken. Because the righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. Listen, when you're leaving a legacy, this, you, you, you know, there, there's, there's an oldie song out there called There's a Whole Lot of Shaking Going On. And there is a whole lot of shaking going on in this world right now. And our focus needs to be on him and what he, wa and what he wants us to do. Amen. Surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees the desire upon his enemy. He has, look at this, verse 9. He has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Forever, his horn will be exalted with honor. The wicked will see it and be grieved, and the wicked will gnash his teeth and melt away. I like. I want to see that. The desire of the wicked shall perish. Amen. The goal isn't to live on earth forever, but the goal is to leave something that does, that goes on forever. Wouldn't it be great? You know. 
I mean, I mean, a lot of these churches down in, in the Bible Belt and, and out in California, you know, they're, they're there for the ones that have bought their buildings, the ones that have bought their lands, the ones that speak into the community. I mean, they carry weight. Amen? Hallelujah. Legacy people understand sacrifice. In fact, um, I've come to this conclusion, no one makes a difference without giving up something. We talked about sacrifice last week. They choose to do less for themselves so that they can do more for others. Let's read Matthew chapter 6, 19 through 21. This is, uh, Jesus is talking here. He says, do not store up treasures here on earth where they can be eaten by moths and get rusty and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where they will never become moth-eaten or rusty and where they will be safe from thieves. Wherever your treasure is, say wherever your treasure is, there your heart and your thoughts will be. Amen? He said, don't, don't store up the treasures on, on, on earth. I've never, seen a, I've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse, have you? Taking it with me. That would be funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> if we ever saw that, and we were kind of like, we'd be like, wonder what's in that U-Haul? Maybe they have two dead people. No, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Legacy people have a sense of urgency. If you really want to live a legacy, you do something now. You do something today. And honestly, when, when you do something for God like that, he increases you. Too many people live on what I call a someday aisle, you know? Well, young person, you can, you can make a difference today. You can be a difference maker with your finances. You can change the world today. Oh, well, someday when I'm blessed. Oh, maybe when I hit the lottery. That's just not how it works. You cannot outgive God, amen? That's where the, that's where the blessing shows up, amen? amen. Hallelujah. I want you to look at Luke chapter 7, verse 2. I want to talk about a man whose legacy was so profound that it stopped Jesus in his tracks. Jesus made a statement like this. He said, I am amazed. I have not seen this faith in all of Israel. In Luke chapter 7, verse 2, he says, And a certain centurion servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. Now this centurion was a Roman soldier. He was not a Jewish person. So when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders to the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should do this was deserving, for he loves our nation and has built a synagogue. Here is a Roman soldier, Roman centurion, that cared enough to build a Jewish synagogue. These were the people that tore down the synagogues. These were the people that arrested the Jews. These were the people that intimidated them. Amen? But Jesus went with them, and when he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you. 
but say the word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, and he turned around and said to the crowd that followed him, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. He, he said not among all the Jews, but here was this Roman centurion. Jesus said, I, did, I have not found such grace, no, not in Israel. And those who were sent returning to the house found the servant well who had been sick. Listen to what, why they told Jesus that they should heal his servant. This is what the Jews said. They said, because he loves our nation and he has built our synagogue. Wow. Now that's leaving a legacy. He built a synagogue. Three, there, there, there's so many things. There's a, a few things that jump out of the story to me. The first is he, he had amazing love. He loved the nation. The, that's what's, what set that centurion apart wasn't even, uh, it was that he was supposed to love Israel, but he loved, he, he wasn't supposed to love Israel, but he loved Israel. He loved the nation. The second thing is that he had amazing generosity. He went and built that synagogue. He restored that synagogue. Amen? So he left a great legacy. Jesus said he hadn't seen faith amongst, that, amongst all the children of Israel. And the other thing that he did is he knew, he had a revelation, Jesus, you don't even have to come into my house because I know that you have great authority. All you have to do is speak the word only, Amen. and my servant will be healed. He had great love, he had great generosity, and he knew the authority of Christ. And this man is mentioned in the Bible. He's carrying a great legacy. Let's look, look at somebody else with a, a, a legacy in the Bible. Let's look at Abel. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. It says, by faith, say by faith. By faith. See, it's all by faith. We're all going to be taking steps of faith. To build this, there's no way in the natural that we can, you know, I mean, we can try to figure out, okay, let's go, let's go take a loans from the bank, let's do this, let's do that. Listen, this is all going to be by faith. We're going to sow our seed by faith. We're going to believe God by faith. We gave, Living Word gave, you want to know what we gave this year? We gave about 28%, it's like 1% under that, 27.9%. We gave out of this church. We gave. Uh, I can't remember the exact amount, but it's something like, you, I know you're, you, you're going to say, well, I'm going to say this amount, and you're going to say, why would you do that? We, we could have put a down payment on a church for that. No, no, no. We got to have seed. We got to keep planting seed, and your seed that you're sowing is being planted double. You have double seed being sown. We have a, you have a double harvest coming in. And we gave somewhere around 175000 Out outside of New England, outside of this church, into other ministries, into getting books translated into other countries, into sowing into places like Samaritan Purse that would, 
that goes in and brings the word of God and helps places that have hit with catastrophe. We have sowed in we have sowed getting the word of God into all of, into Europe. We have sowed in so many areas. We're not just giving to somebody cuz oh that's a cool thing. No, we know what we're doing with our money. We know the ground it's going in. We know that what it's doing and it's getting the gospel out in other nations. We've sold into multiple building projects. The Holy Spirit has come upon your pastor many times. We've given more than this year, big one-time gifts than we've ever given before. Listen, for years, God always spoke to me about the higher number. But the last couple of years, God's been, the Holy Spirit's been coming powerfully on Pastor Ed. And he'll just break out in tears. And then when he tells me the figure, I, I, I realize why he's crying. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's like, no, that's not why. It's the anointing. I'm like, yeah, right. No, just get it. <laughs> we've helped many people. We've paid rents. We've we've done so many. Th- and I'm not. When I say we, I mean we. You wonder what is our church doing? And yes, we're building towards a down payment. We have, but, but I just, I just realized, you know, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, you, you can keep putting those, you know, nickel and dimes away, but we're going to have to believe God for this work. Amen. Amen. And as we all put our hand to the plow, the more we give, the more God's going to put into our hand to give. Amen. Amen. And you don't know how much we appreciate every single, every, 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 every seed that's been sowed into this ministry as pastors. We, we're at awe. We go, God, whatever you're doing, just don't let us mess it up, okay? <laughs> but look at this. Look at, let's look at Abel. It says, by faith, say by faith. by faith. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Just by offering a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. You know, Cain got all upset, and God said to Cain, well, if you would do what is right, you got to do what's right. You got to do what God tells you to do. You got to obey God. And, and, and I'm going to hold on that thought for just a minute. God, it says, it says here, through which he obtained a witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead, listen to this, still speaks. What a legacy. What a legacy. It's interesting that Abel offered a better sacrifice than Cain. Both boys were raised in this home to Adam and Eve, but not both boys performed at the same level. Yet God highlighted this story. He's highlighting the opportunity that you and I have. You can be able or you can be Cain. They both were brought up in the same house, depending on what you want, depending on what you want to do. Notice it says that Abel, he went ahead and he offered a better sacrifice than his brother Cain, through which he obtained the testimony that he was righteous, amen? And though he is dead, it still speaks. 
even though he is no longer on this earth, notice his legacy still lived. He is still talking. He is still speaking. He is still impacting. That scripture is taught on all over the world. He left a legacy, and he left a legacy just because of his giving, because of his generosity. He was a giver. He was a sower. Amen? You know, I I wrote this down. This came to me when I was studying. Isn't it funny? We don't mind when the preacher talks about prayer or serving God or reaching the lost. But when our money is involved, oh, wait a minute now. Listen, this is what I felt like the Holy Spirit said said this to me this morning. When God has your money, he has all of you. That's when you're all in. That's when you're all in. And, you know, like this legacy is over and above our tithe. But start out with your tithe. God only asks for 10%. And then he, and then, and then he says, when he, when he talks about the tithe, and, he, and he, Jesus even commended the Pharisees for tithing. And then he says, if you'll just give your tithe, I'll open up the windows of heaven. I'll pour out more blessings. You won't even be able to contain it. Amen. God wants us to prosper. He has a purpose for our prosperity. He has one, number one purpose is that the world would see his children blessed. Number two purpose is that we would build his kingdom. Hallelujah. And then I'm not going to go to the scripture right now, but then there's the woman with the, uh, they can put it up. I guess I am going to read it, but the woman with the alabaster box. Do you remember that story? It says, and when Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him having an alabaster flax of very costly fragrant oil, and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. But when his disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, why this waste? Here she, that alabaster box was like a year wages. And they were upset. The disciples were upset. The Pharisees were upset. When you read it in the different uh, Gospels, why this waste? For this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor. You know, people say that. We, should, we shouldn't have to have a building. We shouldn't have to do this. We should give everything to the poor. Then we wouldn't have anything to do. We wouldn't have anything to build. We wouldn't have anything to give. When you give to God, God puts it in your hand to give to the poor. And when you give to the poor, you lend to the Lord, and he'll repay you again. But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, but me you do not have always. For in pouring this fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my burial. Assuredly, I say to you, look it, legacy. This one act. Legacy. I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached, Jesus is talking here in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. She didn't know that was going to happen. But he said, wherever the gospel is preached, this woman's going to be mentioned. That's legacy. She did something with purpose even though everybody else thought it was waste. Why are you giving to that church? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? You know, you you, you can leave gifts behind, and and people people 
constantly do that. You know, they leave their wills behind. They, they, they leave things like that. But there's nothing like leaving something in the kingdom of God and building because that's going to last for eternity. And listen, folks, I brought this out before. I don't have it, and I didn't, I didn't feel led to do this today. But, but you can take the biggest, biggest rope in the world and on one end of it you can maybe paint a little black marker and that's the time we have on earth but the rest of that time is in heaven our life is a vapor on earth but we're going to be in eternity with God we're going to everything that we build everything we're doing is for the kingdom of God but so many times we just focus on 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 our, our lives now but we're building a legacy for the kingdom of God, not only here on the earth, but a legacy that will be talked about in heaven. Amen? Two weeks from today, we're going to have our first 2024 Legacy Foundation month. It's going to start in February, and we're going to be asking people to bring pledges. There are pledge cards on your seat now if God is speaking to you. But I don't know. Maybe you're the woman with the alabaster. We can, everyone can take one of the pledge cards now. Our books didn't get in on time, but we're going to have uh, legacy booklets for you next week. But everybody can get involved in this. Every, sometimes it just starts, you know, people have started with $10 a month. Our teenagers have start, started with just such a small amount, and God has increased them. God is, we were able to give to Legacy last year, where just maybe three years ago, we weren't even making that much in salary. I, it, it just, some of you are not catching this. What are you making in salary this year? And what would you like to be making in three years? When we look at our giving, we, we, Pastor Ed and I, we're, we're just, we shouldn't be amazed, but we are. Because we're seeing, look what the Lord has done. And maybe you've been tithing for years and you haven't seen the blessing yet. Listen, you know, we, we, we've, we tithe, I, I tithe ever since I married Pastor Ed when he taught me about it 44 years ago. And it didn't always seem like we've seen the blessing, but we stayed faithful. And God is blessing. And God is blessing this church and God is blessing us. And God wants you to go over and above. Amen. God wants you to be, he wants you to leave a legacy. He wants you to make a difference. I'm going to have, I'm going to come back. I'm going to have um, Pastor Mike uh, come up and uh, we're going to show this, this uh, booklet and then we're going to have a testimony and, uh, and I'll be back. Living Word Legacy Foundation was established to support the church's vision of reaching the world, making disciples, and building strong families. Uh, through the foundation's efforts, future generations will be nurtured and planted in the Lord's house. Each and every one of us has the power to make a significant impact on the nation and the world around us for good, and there is a place for you in this mission. It is with great enthusiasm 
that we invite you to join us on this journey of transforming lives through Living Word, Legacy Foundation once more. What is Legacy Foundation? Through Legacy Foundation, we are truly establishing the one thing that cannot be destroyed, God's house. Who's needed? What is it funding? Living Word initiated the Legacy Foundation with the goal of advancing the kingdom of God. The vision of Living Word Church is to reach the world, make disciples, and build strong families. Legacy Foundation was created to make this vision a reality for all people who call Living Word Church their home. The Legacy Foundation includes the church, impact and expansion, the community, local and global outreaches, in-house ministry, staff to facilitate the work, communication, TV, and much more. Building, operations, build-out, and land. A new building. Amen. So you have an understanding what legacy, and each week we'll bring you a, a, a little part of that. And, and, and just let me say this, that um, uh, I can tell you it wasn't just a few years ago that what we gave this year, we weren't even bringing in as a church. There's, I can't tell you the impact of being a giver and how it changes everything. It changes everything. And we don't just kind of like sit around and go, oh, who can we give to? No, we listen to the Holy Spirit. We, we, we sow into good ground. Amen? And I just wanted to go over that because in case some of you are wondering, yeah, what, 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 could, what could we have done? We couldn't have done any better because now, listen to me, because as a result of those seeds we've been sowing, it wasn't long ago we couldn't pay $3,000 a month we were six months behind in our rent. We didn't have a pot to pee in. But since 2017, we pay $20,000 a month, and not one time, not one time has our, our lease payment been late. Every bill has been paid on time. We're basically out of debt. I mean, God is moving because we're sowing a seed and we believe in the legacy and we're going to leave that legacy and we're going to do that together. And God wants to do the same thing for you in your homes. And I want you to hear this testimony of somebody who planted in the legacy. So I am a big believer in you can't afford not to tithe. So we always make sure to keep up with that and we're always taken care of financially. And a couple years ago, we bought our first house. It was a double family and we paid the price that we were believing for and um, came at the perfect time because we found out we were pregnant shortly after. So we have our first baby, everything's great. And a couple months later, maybe a year later, we found ourselves financially struggling when I lost my job. But we never went without, we were always taken care of, but we were kind of more barely getting by and then we found ourselves in a predicament when our tenants stopped paying their rent and that really took a toll on our financial situation. A couple months go by and we're missing mortgage payment after mortgage payment. The amount that we owe just keeps going up. So we don't know what we're gonna do. So we think we need to move out 
since we can't get these tenants out and we need to get paying tenants into our unit so that we can get ourselves caught up and a miracle happens and I get this job opportunity. At, it's a live-in position at a homeless shelter. So me, my husband and our baby pack up, we move to the homeless shelter. Things were going good now because we have a sense of security. We, have a, we know that we have a place to stay, but our house is in foreclosure now. So we can't pay a little bit at a time. We need to get the full amount before we can pay it off and take it out of foreclosure. So we, that amount is becoming kind of daunting. It's, we're missing months of mortgage payments, so it goes up and up. It's foundation month and I am sitting in the service and I'm thinking, maybe I should give. So I asked God to give me a number and he did give me a number. And I was like, oh, well, maybe that, maybe what about this number? And something in me was like, mm, no. And it was like the Holy Spirit kept bringing me back to this one number. And I said, okay, that is God. And it took a couple weeks before I finally decided to do it given our situation and everything, but I finally did take that leap of faith and I pledged the amount. I decided to do the weekly payments because that's the way I preferred to do it. And this is where it gets crazy because that week I was sitting at home watching the 700 Club and my brother texted me and said, the sheriff just dropped off a letter for you at the house. Pause my show, I call him and I say, can you read the letter to me? Because that's kind of scary. <laughs> so he opens the letter and it's just about the foreclosure on the house. So I'm like, oh, okay, I already knew about that. And my brother asks me about the foreclosure and I'm saying, yeah, the amount keeps going up that we owe. He asks how much we owe. And at this point, I don't know. So I took out my calculator and did a little math and figured at this point now we owe $22,000, which was like, oh, that's an impossible number for us. <laughs> that stinks and get off the phone. <laughs> and um, I unpause the 700 Club and they start praying for people. Pat Robertson closes his eyes and he says, there is a terrible need for $22,000, and you've been asking God, please, just just know that God's gonna give it to you, just praise Him for it. Now, Lord, there are people in this audience who are suffering. Lord, you know the need. There's a terrible need for it. It's, it's $22,000, and you just right now, you've been saying, oh, God, let me say, God is gonna give you the money, just praise Him for it and receive it and believe that you've already received and you'll have what you say. The only person in the room with me is my one-year-old son sitting on the couch. So I look at him and I'm like, oh, and I just start, I couldn't even contain it. I was jumping up and down, praising God like crazy. I was going, yes, yes, yes. And my son, I was going nuts. So even he was like getting into it and praising God with me. And then sure enough, Miracle after miracle started happening. By the end of the month, we had over $22,000 in our account. We still own the house to this day, and to this day, we're still giving to the Living Word Foundation. I don't know, but I hear that testimony. I've heard that a few times, and it just brings tears to my eyes. God is watching out for you when you're faithful to him and you believe him, and you care about his work, and you're passionate, you know, and your pursuits and your priorities have to do with the kingdom of God. He takes care of you. He's watching you. 
He watches over his word to perform it, to rebuke the devourer, to open up the windows of heaven. Amen? And listen, this Legacy Foundation, it didn't just, we just didn't make it up. It came in prayer. We were seeking God. God, we need millions. How do we do this? How do we do this? And God led us to this Living Word Foundation legacy through, through another church. And it was just, it's just a whole long story. But he led us to do, he said, go and see what they're doing. And I was like, I didn't even know. I was like, and I went on. And then I said, what's this? This is a foundation. And, and then we learned it. And God wanted that to happen here. Amen. And I believe this year, we're just not going to see little drops. I believe we're going to see miracle, financial miracles like we've never seen before. Get on board with us. Do something that's unusual. When you do something unusual for God, he does something. He shows up unusual. However, that seed, if it's an unusual seed, it's going to be an unusual harvest. Amen.